everybody. Welcome back to the Dusty Vendor Podcast. I am your host, Chance Watson, with your other host, Taylor Wells. This is episode nine for season two. Wells, what's going on? I feel like I'm talking to my long-distance girlfriend right now. I, I feel like we do gossip a bit, like like girlfriends. Speaking of which, my mine just walked in the door. Hello, beautiful. Hello. Hello, beautiful. Wellsy says, hello, beautiful. Hello. Oh, okay. She oh. she played that off very well. Um, Did play that off very well. Yeah. Good for her. She's hiding our relationship. She is hiding. Um. Yeah, in other words, uh, we our, our site that we usually use to record this podcast is uh, shoving a giant dildo into our butts. And that's yeah, be- and pretty that's, much. Yeah, that's being nice. So um, you, you, you're, we're on a FaceTime call. Well, not even a FaceTime call. I got a timer going to where I need to wake up my phone. That's how... F- that's how you just have to you have to jiggle the balls a little bit. Yeah, I gotta juggle the balls and really gurgle them a little bit, and then you know wake up and uh, start talking some hockey. So I love it. I love it. There's yes. nothing wrong with that at all. That's right. Uh, and as soon as you accept that fate, that's when you know you're a true man. That's when you, that's when you know that you've really made it. Correct in the, in the hockey podcast world. That is correct. Oh, sorry. I'm drinking this new, this German beer that I pulled from my advent calendar that I told you about. It's pronounced Lasche Dickens. Un, yeah, I don't. I can't read it. It's all in German. Mm. But well, I've been drinking. I've been drinking wine since 1 p.m. Oh, you a little wine drunk now? Yeah, I'm a. I'm a wee bit wine drunk. Eh? Okay. Well, this is gonna be fucking. This is gonna be a great episode. I mean, now. you know it's gonna be bad, but. Well- <laughs> Yeah, well, classy. Okay, some right. people call it bad. Hey. Some people call it classy. It's going to be classy. Speaking of bad motherfuckers, yeah, Bet Commish. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, uh, if you're if you're looking to play some gambling action, you should bet with the Commish because Commish offers twenty percent free play on deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam. It's a fucking joke. It's a, just a goddamn travesty. Yep. Uh, text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at BetCommish because the man knows the man knows his gambling. The man knows uh, how to how to get your action, and he gets you paid on time. Honestly. That's, that's, that's if you win, of course. Honestly, but. if you can't remember the number, uh, you know, message us on Facebook or Twitter and just ask. I mean, this this guy is the bomb.com and nineteen ninety four called and they wanted their URL back. But <laughs> um yeah, this is the only way to bet hockey. This is the only way to do it. Uh this guy has the yeah, has very similar numbers to Vegas. I mean, uh we have a lot of fun. Uh we you know, we, we gotta admittedly we have a little group text going and uh, you know, if 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 we think something's good enough, we'll uh, we'll kind of let everybody know. And uh, you know, if if you don't agree with us, then you're really fucked up. So, so you can this this is a new term for you to learn, Wells. When when somebody doesn't like your bets, or or if like we say we make like five bets in a week and they all lose, uh-huh. somebody will bet somebody will bet the opposite of us, and it's called fading us. It's called what? Fading. I don't know what that is. Like they'll fade us, oh, like fade. Like, 
Yeah, fade. Like, um, I don't have a, I don't have a. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't think of anything either. But yeah. like fading some money for gambling. Yeah. So okay. Um, that that's that. So like, it's it's just what that means is they're betting the opposite of us. Well, so I mean, you know, on my side of things, I I basically bet whatever chance tells me to bet because he looks into this shit a lot more than me. And if I lose, I don't even feel that bad because our friendship definitely takes a hit. <laughs> And, and, and you know you know hey, it's okay at that hey, point we'll get to it here in a little bit but because of me you're gonna have a, a well-stocked bar at your wedding my friend oh i yes we'll get to it in a bit um yep yeah but um, I, I, well you're gonna have a better time at my wedding because of tonight so that's you're true welcome Absolutely. Um, for that before we move on from that you mentioned our you mentioned our uh gambling group text i i've named our i named our group the degenerate gamblers uh and rightfully so. And rightfully so. Uh, so if you want to be, a, if you want to get a piece in on the uh, the degenerate gamblers group text, um, text. What was our text last week? Something about hoes. Uh, well, it was one eight hundred puck sluts. Yes. Uh, but punk or uh, puck bunnies. B U N Y. Gotcha. Z. Okay, I like that. Um, only because, you know, I have a lot of female listeners myself just because, you know, I'm hilarious and <laughs> <laughs> sluts, okay. sluts, sluts didn't go over well. So yeah, you and, uh, you and, you and Aleem, yeah. uh, on that, on that NHL helpline, you guys are just pulling. Hey, out. you know what? I, I make 25 cents an hour <laughs> and me and Aleem. Really yeah, get after the NHL players who never were. So I still don't think that that's his name, but I think it's Akeem. Akeem, okay, yeah, yeah. Akeem. Akeem. Uh, uh, well, yeah, something like that. He call uh, Jamie Ben calls in and thinks it's a sex line. <laughs> hey, this is Jamie Ben. Oh yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, my coach isn't playing me in the in the. Yeah, I, I need a puck slut. And Akeem's like, oh, buddy, do I have the fucking bunny for you? Oh, Christ. Man. Okay. Um, we should get we should get into some hockey talk here. Um, I don't wanna. I I, I mean we're, we're 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 coming out of the gate real strong right now, but we've got we've got some topics to talk about. We can, it's not just like a bullshit episode. We actually have things to talk. Can about. Can I talk about wine glasses with stems on them though? No, I mean unless okay. it's about unless you're talking about hockey. Uh so I mean it it's very similar to when you got a guy in your squad and mm-hmm. you know he gets barely roughed up against the boards, right? He he comes up from the blue line, gets a pass, hits the red line, takes a dump in and uh somebody just barely rubs him out on the fucking boards and he breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what stems on wine glasses do. Okay, okay. So, so it's like, it's like Corey Perry in two thousand nine going after like an unsuspecting guy's leg. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. It just snaps because yeah. it's an unsuspecting, it's an unsuspecting attack essentially. Yeah. So at this point, hit this guy's leg is about an eighth of an inch thick. <laughs> And the second that you, <laughs> Jeez. 
the second that you even look at it, it shatters. Yeah, and right. Now you're drinking out of a dagger with some wine in it, and that's where I'm at right now. And let's continue with the hockey podcast. Let's go. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, uh, so real quick, uh, let's let's uh, we want to give. Uh, we don't normally give thoughts and prayers because we usually think it's bullshit, but uh, we do wish well uh, for Mr. Limblom uh, with the with the Philadelphia Flyers. He was diagnosed with a rare, very rare. I actually Googled it when it first came out. It's a very rare form of cancer. Um, so he's going to be fighting that. It seems like all the whole league is behind him, helping him. Um, you know, with those kind of resources, I, I you know, one would think that he's got you know he throw enough money at a problem. I guess hopefully it goes away, but. Uh, you never know, so so hopefully he gets he gets better and he can get back to he can back to the league. I actually I actually think I had him on my fantasy team for early part of the year. So uh, we've we've talked about him a little bit actually. Um, so yeah, we have f- for the Flyers. I mean, this guy's been been very good for them, and this is this is a tough blow. Um, you know, I think on the other side of things, uh, JVR really showed his fucking colors this year and started to step up a little bit every, ever since Lindblom was out, but. Uh, Ewing sarcoma. That's what it is, dude. That's the uh, that's the cancer that he has. And uh, Lynn Blom, if you guys don't know, has Ewing sarcan- sarcoma. I, I don't know how to fucking say that. It's a it's you said it right. You got it. Super rare. Super fucking rare. Um, look, I, I mean, the entire NHL community. I mean, I know I, we don't talk about Reddit all that much, but r dash NHL. You know, started a GoFundMe and a bunch of shit like that. I mean, this, you know, this is this is one of those things where, um, you know, fans of hockey in general just come together, and they really have for this. Um, I think the Flyers have really been accepting of of what's happened with Lindblom. Uh, I know I just saw a thing on uh, maybe it was the NHL. Um, he's he's back with the team, just kind of hanging out. You know, wait waiting for. Uh, Cures, all right. It's not cures, but you know what I mean. Fucking uh, yeah, no, I got start, you. Starting his treatment and shit like that. You know, it's just um, this is just one of those things where it's just such a freak accident, such a freak uh, disease that he has, and uh, the entire hockey community has just been behind him. I mean, it's just it's awesome. This is this is the kind of shit we like to see. I mean, this was Brian Boyle, I think, last year. You know, this is this is just what we live for. I mean, this is why we're all fans. Um, you know, this this guy it sucks. This is a this is a very rare cancer. It's very rare that we find this kind of shit. But at the same time, it's it's extremely lucky that you know these guys play in a sport where you know they're probably taking blood tests every every other week, right? Uh, you right. know, and so they're able to find this kind of shit very early. Hopefully, Lindblom's able to come through this. Um, you know, and. Uh, and and the Flyers were fucking energized tonight. They fucking spanked the Ducks. Uh, Ducks Ducks outshot them. Really, really outplayed them a lot. But you know that the entire team just shut down and was able to fucking take the win. And it's just this is a great story. This is awesome. I mean, this is this is why we play hockey. This is why you know this is this is why we're a community. And it's just not you know uh, you know Lindblom's not alone in this. I mean, there's 31 other teams who were you know all their fans are are rooting for him. So. This is this is just a great this is a great story. This is awesome. You know, it sucks that he's got this kind of cancer, but I I, I really do think that, like you said, uh, you know, he he's got the money. the The league is going to find the money, and and we're going to figure it out. So this is yep. awesome. No, it's 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 one of the silver linings of like when something like this happens. Like it's silver lining in a dark cloud in the sense that like 
it really shows the hockey community like like the the worst strategy in the hockey world almost when the when the Humboldt Broncos bus crashed like how many oh, people yeah. came out in support for that you oh, know like crazy. it it and it shows it shows how we are a truly a hockey family and whatnot in that sense it's you know it doesn't matter about politics or country or whatnot people you know if you enjoy the game of hockey there is a certain like a brotherhood to it so yeah I mean I I will sit there and yell at fat old Calgary Flames fans my entire fucking life. But as soon as something like this happens, you know, we will lock arms and sing Kumbaya. There you go. So, there you go. Just the way it goes. Well, um, so somebody that's uh, not singing Kumbaya right now, or in, in any way happy probably, uh, Pete DeBoer is out as the San Jose Sharks head coach. Um, I, I find it funny, and I think the rest of the hockey world found it funny, that uh, when when management announced that he was fired, uh, they had to actually say that it was uh, strictly a hockey decision. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, it's just sad that they had to fucking say it, like, because everybody, you know, right right now everybody's getting fired. So, oh, you know, uh, oh, was he found with hookers or something like that? No, it's how many just... kids did he diddle? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you know, like him and the cat, him and his Catholic priest are hanging out. Like, no, it's no. it's. He, it's. Just, I mean. I mean. I. I mean. If. If they were, then it's probably not. I mean, that probably could be part of the reason why. Uh, could be. San Jose is not doing well, but. Yeah. Um, but in any case, he's out, and uh, Bob. Bob. Who? Bob. What? Uh, you said Bogner earlier. That doesn't sound Bob- right. It sounds like. But I mean, I don't. I don't even have a good answer for this. It's Bob. Bunier. Uh, Bogner, Bugner, some, but Bunier, something like that. Bugner, sure, yeah, whatever, okay. whatever his name is. Uh huh. Good old, good old Bob. Good old Bob good is old now Bob. bench boss in San Jose. Bench Bob, and uh, and uh, he's, uh, uh, I think he, he's a he's a players coach. He's been around for a while. Um, I don't I don't think uh, he's long for the San Jose Sharks unless he has tremendous success like uh, what's his face did in in uh, St. Louis, but um. I mean, hopefully he can stop the spiral. But at the same time, uh, Wells, I, and I think you're going to back me up on this. I don't, I don't think Pete DeBoer was the problem in San Jose. He I wasn't. think, I think when, I think when you've got a goaltender, a goaltender uh, duo that like has a combined eight ninety save percentage, uh, I don't think that's just going to help. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, you're not going to look. It, it's very rare that a AHL coach. Well, it's it's becoming more common. Oh, shut the fuck up! Look, okay, this is what I hate about this no Discord shit. I said eight minutes. It's calling me at fucking two. All right. Anyways, um, it's just very rare that you're gonna have a coach come up from the AHL. Uh, Barracudas, Barracudas were doing okay. But, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, it's it's very tough to do that. And uh, Pete DeBoer was not the, he wasn't the, he wasn't the cancer. Um, no, like, I, look, I'm pulling up, I've got, I've got Martin Jones' stats up right now. He has started 27 games. He has 12 wins, a .888 save percentage, and a 3.30 goals against average. That's fucking ugly. I mean, it's and I, I, I'll I'll pull up Dell right now, but I guarantee you they're not much better. Uh, I I I uh, you you were talking to me the other day about dropping Jones. This is a little bit of 
fantasy. Uh, because there insight. are there are goalies there are goalies that are sitting in our free agency right now with better stats that haven't been picked up. Ah, uh, Gorgiev. Ah, uh, it's a great it's a great example. Gorgiev is is the leader on that fucking Rangers team. He's got a way better fucking save percentage. He's got a way better goals against average. His wins is I mean at this point in the year his wins are just the same. Uh, you know, plenty of goalies like that, right? So Aaron Dell Aaron Dell has started 13 games. He has four wins, a .895 save percentage, and a 3.17 goals against. Yeah, I mean he's 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 not the answer. So they it's literally there is no help here. Like they throw in Dell and they get they get smoked. If they throw in Jones, they get smoked. It's they have horrible goaltending problems. And now does having two of the top offensive defensemen in the league help that situation? No. I mean, they got to have someone to pass to. So, I mean, you, you you know, you think about it from like a, uh, look, either of these guys could go to a fucking other team and be the top guy easily, right? Brent Burns, you trade him to fucking Montreal. You trade him in Montreal with fucking Weber. Okay, sorry. You trade him to fucking Florida. You trade him to fucking, um, you know, I, I Arizona we'll talk about here in a little bit. You trade Carlson to fucking Arizona. They're the top defensemen. Right, these they're they're very two very good offensive defensemen, but neither I mean Burns a little bit more than Carlson. Neither of these guys are known for their defensive prowess, right? And so you have yeah. to you have to have these guys that you pair with them who literally don't even look at the other goalie. They don't even know what the other net looks like. They literally just know how to fucking defend their own net. Um, and and San Jose just doesn't quite have that. And so, you know, you could you could throw a fucking pylon in there and they're probably gonna put up the same save percentage as Jones and Dell are putting up. Um, I know I know Dell Dell's actually had a little bit better of a season than Jones, just um, you know, looking at looking at numbers and shit like that. But man, I mean I mean, uh, you know, they they decided to get rid of a guy like Pavelski. They decided to let a guy like uh, Donskoy leave. Um, you know, it, those are, you know, Donskoy a little bit less of a contract than Pavelski, but man, Pavelski was such a player for that team. And they, uh, you know, they, they put a lot of money onto, well, you know, Jones and Dell are the best goalies in the league. And, uh, we can, we can play with guys like Carlson and Burns and just hope for the best. And, and, and you know, this team is going to carry us to the fucking playoffs again. It's just, it's not the way it works. Uh, we talked about in the off season. This is this is a scary team for us because you know because of that exactly where they're just not very deep. Uh, they have two very offensive defensemen on the back end where they're letting in a lot of goals to goalies who have had kind of the benefit of having some pretty solid D up until this point. And uh, this is a t- this is a team. Uh, I know I know you and I personally have talked about uh, getting rid of Jones. Uh, it might be time. Might be time. I know he's a starter. I know Dell, uh, you know, is still playing only a handful of games. But man, see, yeah, this is scary. Dell's never going to wrangle those reins away. But I mean, there's a reason why, like Jonathan Bernier, is sitting in free agency in our league right now. Exactly. Yeah. I so mean, yeah. I, yep. I'm with you. So, but so the last thing I'll say on San Jose before we move on, San Jose is currently sitting in six as we record this on December 18th. Uh, San Jose is currently sitting in sixth place in the wild card race in the West Co- West Conference Western Conference with 16 wins, 18 losses, two two overtime losses, 34 points. That is one point more than the Los Angeles Kings. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, the benefit that the San Jose Sharks have right now is that the Pacific is a little bit of a fucking toss-up. That is the only so the only they thing are, that they have going on for them right now. So the closest playoff the closest playoff spot for them right now would be the bottom wild card, which is held by Calgary right now at forty points. They have thirty four, and then the bottom Pacific spot is Edmonton with forty two. Uh, so they're eight points. They're eight points out of the bottom Pacific spot and six points out of the wild card. Uh, and I haven't looked at the standings, but I mean, do you think that they're better than Calgary? No, no um, I mean not at this point. No. Uh, looking towards the central, do you think that they're better than uh, Dallas? No. Do you think that they're better than Nashville? Uh Nashville's not. That's a tough one. Well, right now. Yep, that's um, a tough one. That's that's close. I'm gonna still say no, but that's closer. Nashville is really underperforming at the moment. Um. I'm I'm almost starting to think that Matt Duchesne's cursed. Uh, I don't even think that it's Matt Duchesne. I I I honestly think uh, Peter Lavalette's not a good coach. It could be. Is that, uh, is that too usually, much for me to Peter, say? P- no, I mean Peter Laviolette. I mean it's kind of a running joke, honestly. Laviolette is known for having short-term success in his first year or yeah. two. And then and then outstays his welcome because people don't want to listen to him talk anymore. Yeah, I I mean I haven't even heard him talk, and I don't like him. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's it's, um, it's totally possible. Here's here's um, here's two other teams that are above San Jose right now, um, and it's very weird because uh, they this California swing used to be a, like even two three years ago was just a fucking gauntlet, right? Uh, you know here here's two other teams that are ahead of San Jose right now. Um, Minnesota, Minnesota. I, I mean, I will, I will bite my own tongue on Minnesota. They have been playing very well. They have, uh, you know, really, really come up their own recently. And, uh, you know, Dumba's not even playing that well. And they're, they're playing very good hockey right now. And I think it's, I think that plays a lot into, uh, you know, what we were talking about earlier with Minnesota, where Boost Boudreaux is not a bad coach. No. You know, this was just a, uh, you know, they were we were kind of waiting on them to kind of uh, kick into gear. And look, look at them now. They're just kicking into gear. Uh, Vancouver has really fallen off. So Vancouver, even even two episodes ago for us, were, you know, I think third place in the Pacific. I mean, they were really pushing for a spot. And now they're four and six in their last ten. I mean, they're, they're not doing very well. But San Jose is sitting behind both those teams. So I mean, I it's just for me, San Jose is a bottom dweller, just like LA is, just like Anaheim is. Uh, you know, it, 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 I hate to see it with Chicago, but they need to start rebuilding. I mean, they they really started it a couple years ago. They got a guy like Bokvist, uh, you know, but they need to start. Uh, they need to. They basically need to pass the reins on to Laner and uh, you know start to build up some D. And um, but yeah, I don't. I I really I, I think at this point we. We kind of talked about it already. I think Dallas has really started to find their own, and San Jose just isn't good. Is that fair? No, is that it's, fair? They're, they're really, they're really struggling. I, no, it, you're you're 100 right, and I think I don't think a lot of people were expecting the drop off to be so bad. Um, we certainly weren't. We expected them to be in the top three. Yeah. Um, I th- we both had we both had Arizona improving. 
Um, I don't think we had them this high, but we had them improving, whereas I think Edmonton's the big surprise. I don't think... I We just didn't think that a change in GM was going to like completely flip this team around. Yeah. Um, but it did. So uh, it's amazing uh, with Peter... What, what not Peter Shirelli can do. <laughs> um, so, but, I mean, looking at this, it's... I guess the theme right now is coaches because as you go across the league, there's changes. I mean, and I think one of the most trembling things that maybe like Maple Leafs fans are looking at right now is like, you look at this Maple Leafs team, are they playing better than how they were under Babcock? Yes. Are they, are they drastically, but are they drastically better? No, no ish. Like, let's, okay, so I remember the game that I, so they had just played the Vegas Golden, they had just lost to Vegas 4-2 to mm-hmm. on November 19th, and then their, they got rid of that Babcock. That was their first loss, oh, oh yeah, when fucking uh, Flurry robbed what's-his-dick. Yeah, so here's here's their record after after that day. Win against Arizona, win against Colorado, win against Detroit, lost to Buffalo, win against Buffalo, lost to Philly, Lost to Colorado, win to St. Louis, win against Vancouver, lost to Calgary, win against Edmonton, win against Buffalo. So, again, I mean, is it imp- is an improvement over like the five game leaving streak that they're on? Yeah, but you know, it's not. Uh, but I, I just I think people are still. And it's the problem is that they the expectations are set high for the Leafs. They've got three of the you know arguably three of the top twenty players in the league on their squad. Four, technically, if you count Morgan Riley, and I think people are just expecting them to like be President's Trophy winners, and they're not playing it right now. In fact, I think they're still looking at they're on the outside looking in. They are. They're sitting in third in the wild card right now. Um, okay. I, I, you know what? That's not better for me. Um, I. You know what? Babcock and the Leafs lost six in a row. I get it. So did Nashville. So did Calgary. Uh, so did a lot of these teams where that's just that's just what happens. Uh, you know, we look at Florida as this team. Yes, they dropped a little bit. They, I mean, Florida was still. I I'm with you. We talked about it the other week. Um, I think Florida will still sneak into that playoff spot. It's a better team than Montre- Buffalo, Montreal. I, I, I aren't they? Aren't they? I just don't, I just don't I just don't so Buffalo. Maybe like they they had that early success, and if they can if they can just keep that going, like a uh, Jack Eichel's playing out of his fucking mind right he now. Is. Like, oh, he's 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 out on an MVP pace right now. If Buffalo makes no, the playoffs, he's, he's an MVP. He's playing unreal. The squad is not bad. Like, if they can continue that pace, I, I'm not the 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 capacity is there. Whereas I look at this Montreal roster, and I just I don't I just don't like when when Toronto and Tampa Bay get their shit together. I just don't see them going head to head with them. Do you know? Do you know who the top scorer on Montreal is? Uh, Thomas Tatar. Yeah, it is. No shit. Yeah. I mean, that was an educated that was an educated guess, but a guess. Yeah, I mean, he is. I mean, in, in Montreal standards, he's fucking killing it right now, and he he doesn't even have a point per game. I mean, this is this is a team who's just scraping wins together. I mean, which can take you to the playoffs, but. Let's be real here. Uh, I mean, we're in the first half of the season. We haven't even hit the new year. Uh, you know, the real teams, the real teams are are realistically above. Uh, you know, zero of a differential. It's it, you know, I'm just. I, I mean, I'm looking at Montreal with their zero differential, 
But you know the, the the real teams are ones that have a very balanced scoring, very balanced defensive core, and and, and a goalie who can just carry teams. And uh, you know, I look at I look at teams like Florida and Tampa and Toronto a little bit, uh, but Philly, uh, but Montreal. You know, they just they don't really have any scoring, and they really don't have any defense. Um, it's it's just it's very interesting. It's gonna be very interesting to see how all this plays out. But um, yeah, I mean the East is the East. You know, as much as we talk about the West, just because we're on the West Coast, the East is very very. Um, you know, it's just uh, we don't we don't know who it's gonna be. We just we really don't. I mean, um, you know, there's there's a lot of good guesses that we can give, but. And so Ugh. you mentioned top play, like to Thomas Tatar, like that's top point guy. But sometimes those stats can be uh, so like uh, okay, if you know the Arizona Coyotes pretty well, and they're, and they're our next topic anyway because of Taylor Hall. But who is at this at this moment? Who is the top goal scorer on the Arizona Coyotes? Wait, do you know? Or are you challenging me to know? Both. Okay, uh, Connor Garland is the top goal scorer. Uh, Correct. The top assist man is uh, Schmaltz, who I've already talked shit about. And the top point getter is Clayton Keller, who's having a very off year. I mean... So so my first question, and this could be because I'm slightly bitter because uh, I, he drops in and out of my lineup all the time. Uh, for somebody who's the top goal scorer on the team, why is Connor Garland only getting like a, like 11 to 12 minutes a night? Uh, this is, it's actually, it's, it's actually a big problem um, between, so like Reddit, um, do you Reddit? I, I do occasionally. Do you yeah. Reddit? Uh, Reddit Reddit has a very strong hockey community, and I love Reddit because of that. So R dash okay. uh, uh, NHL is an absolute fucking beauty. Uh, these guys get on here, and um, you know, I I uh, with the Taylor Hall trade, I saw fucking Red Wings fans saying that Fabry was better player than Taylor Hall, and that's hilarious. Um, and it, he does, it was, it, it, I, I saw that running joke on, on Red Wings Twitter. Um, basically they're saying that Fabry has, Fabry has more goals this year than Taylor Hall right now. Yeah. But Fabry doesn't know how to pass cause he has seven assists in fucking 28 games. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I know, I know. Even as a Red Wings fan, we, we laugh about it, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh no, he's it, Fabry is not a better player than Taylor Hall, but I'm just saying, like you know, stats are funny. You know, like you can look at oh, that yeah. and Fabry went because, and it's just it's all about you know what team you're with, who you skate. I mean, yeah, you could argue Hall was skate. He was technically skating first line minutes, but he had no help oh, in New Jesus Jersey. Christ. Whereas, whereas Fabry, Fabry's problem was he's good, but he was stuck with he St. Was Louis. Too far, he, well, he's, well, yeah, he was too far on the depth chart. Yeah. Like yep. there was no way that he was even he was there was no way he was going to crack even the top nine. So they traded him. Yeah. Um. But the thing, the the difference between the two teams, right? And and this is something we, you know, you being a Detroit fan and me, uh, you know, being on the same Twitter where I see all this shit and I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, I. I Hall going to a team like the Coyotes, I don't expect him to score any more goals than he's done with the New Jersey Devils, right? 25 points in 30 games. I don't expect more than, you know, 70 points from him in, in 82 games, right? So it's, Hopefully, 
Hopefully he's just a dish man and get maybe get Kessel back onto I, his fucking goal score. Look, I actually I actually don't like the lineup from tonight. Uh, can, should we get into that now, or do you want to? So let's okay. So for for those who don't know, Taylor Hall was traded uh, from the New Jersey Devils to the Arizona Coyotes yeah. in a massive multiplayer swap. Um, I'm, do, do you know that off the top of your head, or do you have that in front uh, of you? I know I know four of the five things that the Coyotes traded. Uh, I know one of okay. What so New it was Jersey it was did. essentially a first round pick, a conditional first or third round pick it's gonna be a third um third and then and then what three three players three prospects from the coyotes yes three prospects and then and then what went to the other went to the coyotes uh, was hall. taylor hall and a and a no name and, and, and another prospect another um yes do you want to you want me to headline this go okay. for it uh so uh back to the Coyotes. We'll start with that. It's a lot easier because there's five fucking things that went from the Coyotes back to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Taylor Hall is two years removed from an MVP uh, candidacy. Yes, he only scored 93 points. He scored it on a team where we just didn't even, even in the East Coast, who was very strong at that point, not as strong as it is right now, but very strong at that point, scored 93 points. Literally threw the fucking New Jersey Devils on his fucking back and, you know, was probably lifting at least 400 pounds uh, as a, uh, you know, some sort of workout exercise that guy, I do. guy Guy has to have the best chiropractor in the yeah, world. I mean, his back was definitely broken and he was still throwing bitches on his back. Uh, you know, he's yeah. only two years removed from that. Uh, realistically, he's going to want nine to 10 this next year. I mean, he's, he's that good. He, you know, even when he was with the Oilers, he was carrying those fucking teams. Uh, you know, that's, that's a fucking MVP caliber player. I mean, he is elite. I mean, everybody in the league knows it. He's one of the best left wings in the fucking league. Everybody knows it. Uh, they, they definitely, they threw in a guy, um, I don't remember his name. He's an AHLer. He will always be in the AHL. I don't think he'll ever crack the lineup. If he does, it's going to be a fourth line guy, and he's going to be bouncing back and forth. Uh, you know, they just kind of threw him in there because the Coyotes gave up two third, fourth line guys, right? So they basically threw this other guy from New Jersey in because the Coyotes were willing to give up a guy like Nick Merkley. Uh, I don't even remember the other guy, uh, the other forward that was involved, but they're both third. Uh, Nick Merkley is is okay, uh, but he is a max third-line guy. The other guy that they threw in will be lucky to even hit fourth-line minutes in the NHL. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to those two guys, it's it's not a big deal. Kevin Ball is actually a good player. I know a lot of people are really fucking getting on this trade, like, oh, they they the Coyotes even stole it for a fucking rental. Uh, I don't believe that. I think Kevin Ball is actually a player who, you know, you lose a guy like Goligoski, you lose a guy like, um, you know, Nick Jalmerson to some injuries and things like that. This is a guy who's 6'6", something like that. He's a fucking giant. Uh, he's very good defensively. He has a little bit of offensive talent. He's actually the trade, in my opinion. I think it's Nick, I think it's... Uh, Kevin Ball and the first conditional and the third conditional. Uh, the other two guys are literally just for fun, just to say some fucking names in a in an NHL.com 
uh, news article. Um, you know, I think it's Kevin Ball in the first and the third. Kevin Ball is a very good player, a uh, very good two-way D. Will he make the Coyotes in two to three years when their window's open? No, he's not that good. Uh, but he, he on, a, on a Devils team, is really going to fit into that roster. He's going to bring a little bit of grit. He's going to bring a little bit of scoring. Uh, he's a bigger Sammy Votnin, in my opinion. He's a, he's a two-way guy. He really can and bring some of that defensive depth to that team. Um, you know, and then and then the Devils still get a first round conditional and a third round conditional. So, uh, you know, I I mean this is this is relatively even. I think if the Coyotes knew for sure that they were going to bring Hall in long term, I think the Coyotes win this by a fucking long shot. But I I really I just I don't think they do. Um, you know, I I being in Phoenix, being a, a person who watches this team very regularly. I think, uh, you know, I, I think the atmosphere, I think guys like uh, Oliver ekman Larson, who has signed on for a lot less money than he should have probably gotten for a very long term, uh, guys like Schmaltz and Keller, who, you know, have that potential, had a, had kind of off years a little bit. Well, uh, Schmaltz was injured last year and Keller had an off year. I think those, those kind of guys are going to keep Hall around. Um you know, if the Coyotes are able to keep a guy like this, this is a fucking steal because this just this just creates a fucking playoff team for the next easily five years. But I, I think the way it sits right now where we don't know what Taylor Hall's doing, I think this is a very even trade, and, and that's where I sit. I, I mean, I agree with all of that. God damn it! Don't agree with me. That pisses me off. Fuck you know. All right, you know what? No, you know, you know know what? what? I hate all of this. You know what? Taylor Hall. (laughs) You know what? Robbie Robbie Fabry is better than Taylor Hall. That's right. Yeah, he's a way better passer for sure. He's a way better player. Uh, Taylor Hall is old and overrated, and um, uh, everyone in Edmonton was right about him. My favorite quote from Taylor Hall is, we either make the playoffs and make a push, or we win the draft lottery. Because if you look at Taylor Hall's stats of winning the draft lottery on teams that he's on, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I. the only thing, yeah, I and see, God, that sucks, because I even agree with you that I don't like, I don't like him and Kessel being on the same line. I feel like that's... Oh, I hate it. They're, they're trying... They're just like pushing their best players on the same line just because, and I don't. I feel like that's not the right thing. Oh, to I do. hate it. Um, do you do you want to hear my lines as a? Uh, I mean, I mean, I you know, I, I'm a little bit of a Coyotes fan, but it's just because of where I am. Like it's just location sure. based, right? Um, do you sure. want to hear my ideal lines? Do you want to hear it. this shit? Yep, go for it. Um, I would I would like to see Keller with Hall. Uh, I think they just they have the most potential on any line, uh, and, and and then you know Stepan has deserved it. I mean he really has played defensively. Uh, he's I mean he's he's never going to play up to a Patrice Bergeron, but you know. So is that a is that a so is that a second line with Kessel, Dvorak, and Garland? Yes. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's actually. And here's the thing. It's actually Dvorak, Schmaltz, and Kessel. Um, okay. And it sucks because you throw Garland on a third line with Soderberg and fucking Grabner. Oh, jeez. 
you know, oh man, that sucks for a top nine. What a sh- what a shit show, you know. Yeah, I mean, Gar- Gar- I feel like Garland should be moved up a little bit, and I I might be just a bit of a homer because I feel like Grabner should be moved up too. But Grabner's pretty much only good for breakaways, so that's, you just put him on the penalty. That's so wrong. You just put him on the penalty. That's kill. So wrong. I mean, he can he can play third line minutes still. He's still that guy. Uh, Soderberg, you know, Soderberg had fifty points last year. So, I mean, you throw a guy like Garland on that line, you throw a guy like Grabner with Garland and, and Soderberg, who put up 50 last year. I mean, you got you got a top nine who can compete with Carolina. You got a top nine. You guys shouldn't... You, you, any team that has Grabner should never lose a shootout. Yeah, never, never. Because literally, I would... I guarantee... Wasn't Isn't he... He's either is or is in the top three for he's leading the league in shorthanded goals again. Uh I don't I don't quite think he's leading again, but last year he did. Um either either way. I mean they're the coyotes. Like, that's his fourth. bread and butter, man. Like talk talk about a specialist, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the coyotes third and fourth, there's no way they're negative. Right? I mean those those two lines with Rick Tockett behind the bench, I mean, there's just there's no way they're negative. I mean uh, you know, the line of fucking, I think it was Schmaltz, Keller, and fucking uh, Carl Soderberg. They're they're playing a little bit more of a second line tonight. They buried the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. they're, they're three lines deep at that point. Are they going to compete with teams like Vegas? Uh, I, I think so, just because they have a little bit better of a defensive core and a, and. and you know, as soon as as soon as Kemper gets tired, they can just throw in Ranta for fun. And as soon as Flurry gets tired, they can throw in fucking Malcolm Subban, who has one good game every fucking twenty. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I mean, you know, so like, I it's just uh, you know, a lot of these a lot of these people are basically like, well, Coyotes aren't gonna still they're still not gonna do anything because they don't have the team like. Vegas has. Uh, Vegas Vegas has a very good team. Nobody's going to deny that they're fucking probably three lines deep. But I think everybody knows that their defensive core is a, is where they struggle a little bit. Uh, and- That's their weak point. They've got they've got a solid they've got solid goaltending yep. for the most part. Yep. Um, and I I would argue you're right. Uh, their top nine is definitely oh, where it's, it's at. Filthy. But even. But even even their even their whole twelve like that fourth yeah. line that fourth line is not bad. Oh, I like would take Revo. Line, I would take Revo over no, you, a lot of guys. That fourth line, I, I mean, so right now with uh, is, is his name Stephenson or the guy uh, Chandler Stephenson? I think Stevenson. Yeah, um, he's get, he's getting second line minutes with Stone and Pacioretty now, so that pushes Stastny down to the third line. So now you've got. Um, God, who's on the who's on the fourth Eakin? line now? Is it Eakin? Yeah, you've got so so you've got Eakin as a fourth line center between like probably Nosik and Reeves, which is pretty fucking ah, good. See, I, I would switch those. I think Eakin's is more of a second. Well, I think Stassi is still a second line guy. I think Eakin's would be a third. Let me then... let me look at what they're. I'll I'll pull it up real quick. Let me see what they're doing. They've got well, um... either either way. I think I think the difference between the two teams. So I think I think. Uh, you got Carrier, Nosek, and Reeves on the fourth yeah. line. I think I think Vegas is stronger in the top six. I mean, you can't have Riley Williams or uh, Wild Bill and fucking Marcheseau as your second line. That's fucking nasty. Um, so I think I think Vegas is a little bit stronger on that top six. 
but I think just in general, uh, I love Flurry. I think Flurry is probably one of the better goalies in the league, even as as old as he is. Um, but I think right. I, I think you know I think um, Coyotes really don't have a weak point. I mean, Ranta can let in three goals, and that's a just a night that the offense knows they need to fucking score four. You know what I mean? So like, whereas with with uh, Subban, you know, Subban can let in fucking five, six. Uh, well, let's be realistic. Four, five, six goals. It's just, you can't win games that way. You just can't. Nope. You cannot. Nope. And I think I think that's where, uh, you know, Vegas has a better top six than Arizona. But I think Arizona has a better uh, uh, top six D. And in their depth at goalies a little bit better. So, I mean, Wow. I mean, Pacific Pacific is kind of, and Calgary's starting to show that it's actually a three-man three race. Uh, I think, like we talked about a little bit, I think Edmonton's starting to come down to earth. Uh, so I think, you know, Calgary, Vegas, and Arizona are starting to show it's a fucking three-man race in the Pacific. And, you know, the other teams are just kind of hoping that there's a central team that shits. Yeah, I think it's yep. no. I so uh, speaking, speaking, speaking of the Pacific, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk cleared waivers. He's now uh, unrestricted free agent. What do you want to do with him? What do you where Where do you want him to go? Where Where's the ideal landing spot for Ilya Kovalchuk? Uh, uh, the KHL. I th- I honestly think it's the fucking ECHL. I mean, he's not. He's just. I. I think. I. I don't. He's. He has overstayed his welcome. Not only is he not a good player anymore, but he is. A, he's toxic in the locker room. Like he doesn't. Nobody wants him on the team. It's obvious that he's not. Like okay, you could maybe make an argument that the guy still has jam for his age, but I, every locker room that he's ever been in, like he's just toxic. He doesn't care about the team. He's like every. He's just no one likes him. And he can't yeah. he can't find any chem- he can't find any chemistry with his teammates because he's a prick. He 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 just he still thinks he's the Kovalchuk that can bury forty fucking goals every fucking year. And right, so when so when he gets bumped to the third line, he, his honor is insulted and has to you know pull Mother Russia on these people. It's fucking it's embarrassing. Really not, it's, I will fucking not skate on third line minutes. <laughs> I don't skate their nine minutes. You piss me off. <laughs> Cut me. Cut me. You stupid capitalist Americans. <laughs> Where do Russians go in the NHL? Like what's their what's their spot? Um where would they like like where do they go get drinks afterward? No, like what's what's the hockey team that people are like, oh that's a good fit for them? I don't know, man. I mean, it used to be it used to be Detroit. Now I don't know what team has a lot of Russians on it. They're pr- they're pretty evenly spread out among the league right now. Panera. I mean, maybe maybe New York. Hello. <laughs> oh shit. I'm here. Well, I didn't turn my mic on, so I just I just oh, I... I just had a 20 minute. Uh, it wasn't that long. But I definitely had a very long conversation with myself. Oh, good. Uh, so yeah, no, this is this is fine. 
That's fine. This is good. No, this is exactly what we're looking for. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Is that who you're talking about? Yes, Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk uh, doesn't need to be on any fucking team. Um, if if Kovalchuk is gonna be if, if Kovalchuk is on your team, uh, your team either needs to rebuild. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's pretty much done. Uh, or your team needs to put him on a fourth line and really put him in his place. Yep. So and, and the and yep. the Kings even tried to do that. They tried to put him on a third line with. Sadly, oh, sorry for him, but Jeff Carter, they tried to put Jeff Carter and Ilya Kovalchuk on the same line, and... That is such an old team, I swear. Uh, All of them are just ancient. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Turcotte is their, is their, uh, is their future, and even, even yeah. he, uh, you know, he's, he's not even, he's not even beaten, like, Okay, obviously I follow Ducks prospects a little bit more, but he's not even beating those kind of guys. I mean, he's not even, you know, out producing they, those kind of guys, and that's just that's not good. This team is going to be bad. They need to be. For they need to while. be. They need to be trading. They need to be trading some assets while there, while there's there's still some fuel left in the tank for some of these old guys. They need to be trading them and getting some. Uh, they man. need to get rid of Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick this year. Is that too far? At, Do I like? Is that too far for me to say? They need to get rid of all those. Guys. Um, they might. They might try to sit on Kopitar and 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 uh, Dowdy, uh, their faces of the franchise. But I think They're I think they can move on old. from Quick. They're too old. Dowdy is but thirty you've got, plus, but, dude. But Quick has a replacement, True. whereas the other two don't. I mean, but uh, you gotta you gotta get some return, dude. You have to get some return. This is actually we've talked about this briefly on the on on the podcast. Uh, this is this is the draft. If you need to rebuild, this is the draft. This draft is so deep. This draft is twenty plus players deep. Um, this is this is the draft. So I mean, you know, I know I know Red Wings. Red Wings made some great fucking moves. Uh, Fabry's. Are- if we don't get if if we don't get Alex Lafreniere, I'm I'm I will literally find. Gary Bettman and force him to ch- like give us the fuck it. If we draft sixth one more time, I'm gonna kill here's, someone. Here's what's funny is I'm actually in charge of rolling the dice this year. Oh yeah. really? So uh, uh, how much are you willing to pay? Fuck, I'll uh, I'll give you I'll give you gambling tips here in about five. Yeah, minutes. I want uh, Joey Valeno and uh, Heronic for a third round pick. Yeah, uh, you can just fucking pounce on because, <laughs> oh, uh, because uh, Joe Valeno is the goddamn future of that team. Uh, what in the future? I in my dreams, I see uh, I see a line of Joe Valeno with 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 Larkin and Zadina, and on the defense is Heronic and Moritz Sider. You know who we never tag in our Twitter comments. Your favorite podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta tag them. Uh, I I actually got a very good chuckle out of them this year. Um, they're they're hilariously oblivious. Yes, very much. They are. They I. You know what? They and and you know what? If 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 we were strictly a what's the shittiest team in the league? If we were an L.A. Kings podcast. Right, uh, I yeah. I think I think we would be blinded by a lot of the moves that they make. Um, 
I yeah. love your favorite podcast, but they are very blinded. And I love it. Well, but, you know, at the same time, they definitely joke about a lot of the things that happens, but they're very blinded on a lot of the things. Uh, this is actually where I found out that Robbie Fabry had more goals than Taylor Hall. Uh, and and one of your, one of your boys, uh, I think it was Brad Crisco, said, um, and, and very seriously, right? Uh, there was, there was a lot of, by the, there was a lot of, by the way, I've been trying to add more like people that we follow on there, like athletic, athletic beat reporters and whatnot. So we're, we're adding our, we're adding our account so we can get some more, uh, more content. Yes. But I think it's hilarious how much the, uh, Detroit beat writers suck the life I, I mean, out of it's, the pains. They, they're trying to they're trying to find positives in I, a very hey, very poor hey, season. And I completely understand that. It's just they never respond to me when I fucking rip their shit in half, and that's <laughs> what pisses me off. <laughs> All right, that's that's no, that's fair. fair. Okay, and uh, you know what? I don't do it as the podcast. I do it as you know Taylor Wellsy. We need to find we. We need to find more podcasts from other teams. Like, what's it? What's it? We need to find the Arizona. Well, we podcast do because oh, I don't. Podcast. I don't actually. I don't think it exists. I think we are the podcast for Arizona. Uh, because here, okay, let me well. tell you why. <laughs> okay, you tell me uh, why. Because I wear my fucking Dusty Bender podcast hat to the games, and I'm definitely the drunkest one there. Yeah, you need to like get into a fight or something and get on I the news al- and like, hey, I almost did. I know, I know, you <laughs> almost did. Okay, uh, let's let's round this out. We let's go to uh, fantasy and bet picks. Okay. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'll start out on fantasy first, because um, I want to give some shout outs real quick. Kudos to some of the guys on my team. Uh, one in particular, uh, John Marino. Uh, we talked about in the last podcast, but. God, he just lit it up tonight. He picked up a goal and an assist. Uh, he's skating top line minutes with Latang. They're saying that he'll he'll have to drop down when Drumlin comes back, but I don't see that happening. I think this guy he skated twenty seven minutes of nope. ice time tonight against no, Calgary. No, he's not going to play twenty seven and drop down to fucking nineteen. He's he's there to stay. No, there's no way, no way. Um, also, so uh, one person to keep an eye on here in terms of goalies because we were talking about that earlier. Um, I, I am, like I said, I am like, like you mentioned before, I am wavering on Martin Jones right now. He's lost. I, I mean, the guy's record is 12, 13 and one. Uh, we talked about his save percentages earlier. He's awful. He hasn't won a game in, in the entire month of December. He's not doing well. Um, so I would thinking about dropping him. So if you did do that, if you had him in your league or something like that, um, I would be taking a look at Pavel Frankuz. Uh, I know that Grubauer is cemented as the number one there, but I think Francus has played well enough to maybe make it a timeshare in Colorado. Um, the guy play I mean, he had one stinker against Colorado where he let five in on 28 shots, but he's been playing really well. The guy's got uh, nine wins and 14 starts. He's got a .932 save percentage. Yeah. Uh, so I, the the guy's looking pretty good. Um, I I certainly wouldn't uh, I wouldn't look at it. Uh, guys that I'm looking at right now looks like so every year there's like that guy that just jumps on everybody's team for a second and then leaves. Um, last year that was Andreas Antonacinu. It's looking like this year in our league that's Joel Armia. Yeah. 
Um, he's he's jumping around. He's real streaky, but I, I think he's one of the top point guys on Montreal. It's just the guy guy can't stay consistent. Um, but uh, I would definitely keep an eye on him if you're looking for some waiver wire stuff. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I also like Frank Coos. Um, I know we gave him a little bit of shit at the beginning of the year because nobody knew who the fuck that guy was. Right. Um, but Philip Grubauer is back, so I'm a little bit concerned about uh, really adding him in bulk. Um, I, 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 I hate to advise on an Edmonton goalie. But if you're going to pick an Edmonton goalie, I think it's Koskinen. I don't think Smith is really putting up the numbers. I think it's, uh, eventually Tippett is going to realize that he needs to win some fucking games to save his fucking job. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been playing Koskinen enough, who has the better goals against average, has the better save percentage, has the better win percentage. Um, so that's definitely a goalie that I need to look at. Uh, we talked about him a little bit last week. I know you don't like this guy too much, but um, I, I think I could convince you a little bit. Uh, Tristan Jari is the starting goalie in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, Matt Tristan Tristan Jari. He's just he's he's the police holder from when uh, Matt Murray stops having a nervous breakdown and and it ends his shift at Hot Topic. Matt Murray hasn't moved on from. Build a bear workshop, and it's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing, and it's it's hard for him to play a solid eighty-two games when you've got part-time jobs at both Hot Topic and look, Spencer's. You know, it's it's not his fault. Okay, he sells Spencer's dildos better than anybody, and he <laughs> doesn't play goalie all that well. So I mean, it's just a fucking hurricane of. Uh, great opportunities for him. <laughs> so he's just he's invested all of his hockey money into a chain of hot correct. topics. I mean, he is the king of dildos and <laughs> ripped jeans. So uh, uh, and ear gauges uh, and ear gauges and tiny uh, coffee cups. Mm-hmm. Not hugging yeah. jeans. No, uh, no. So I think Tristan Jari is someone that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, for players, I mean, this guy should be owned in every league at this point. I knew he didn't have a great game tonight, but he fucking scored the game winner. Um, I know he's not the same same skin color as you, but that you know that shouldn't matter, right? Uh, Anthony Duclair needs to be owned in every fucking league. This guy is putting up at least three-plus points a game. doesn't matter what kind of league you're playing in. I have had him sitting in my fucking... Uh, what do you call that? It's just, it's just a bench spot. But it's, you know, it's the... Uh, it's the utility... Sp- there you go. Utility spot. So I've had, I've had yeah. Duclair sitting in my utility spot for the last fucking month, almost. And... Jesus Christ, this guy has put up more fucking points than half the fucking guys in my real fucking roster. Uh, if, if if he's not owned, own him. He scored again tonight. Uh, it's just, it's getting out of hand. If you, if your league doesn't own him, you're, you're you know, and you want to win some fucking games, own him. Put him in your fucking utility spot and just hope for the best. 
he's probably going to get a goal. If he doesn't get a goal, he's probably getting two, three uh, in a in a couple assists. So uh, you know that's that's definitely someone to take you know keep a, keep an eye on. Um, you know, and then and then a guy that was kind of struggling for a little bit. I think Chance, as a Golden Knights fan, would know this. Uh, Shea Theodore was really struggling for a little bit. He really wasn't putting up any points. Uh, but you know, if you're a true fan of of any kind of fantasy hockey, you know, shots are an important factor. Uh, Shea Theodore was still shooting the puck. Um, he really has caught fire recently. He's just very streaky. I mean, this is just a very streaky player. Uh, you know, Golden Knights fans know. Uh, Chance, I'm sure you know. This is this is a very streaky player, but this guy is hot right now. Uh, you know, he's he's probably going to be your fourth or fifth D, but he's he's worth a flyer because he is absolutely feeling it right now. He, he you know, for his slump, he was shooting the puck, and that's all that matters with a D. So. Um, that's that you know that's that's my uh those are my guys i like it i like it a lot all right let's move on to bets real quick and we'll wrap we'll we'll sign Can we off talk here. about tonight's bet um, let's talk about tonight's bet a little bit let's talk about tonight's bet real quick uh yeah yeah absolutely so uh, in our degenerate gamblers uh uh group message we all we all made a pack that we were going to take the the coyotes straight up we did and it paid yep. off um so we all we all made out uh made out like kings on that um thanks thanks to bet commish who will who pay out on time for all that kind of stuff um uh so uh, it, it, i mean i so far we, we need to start now that we have the group message we need to start like keeping a running tally of our record and like like when we all agree on a certain bet we can just keep our records going um moving forward uh we're looking at the wednesday docket um, I've got, we've got Avalanche, Blackhawks, Ducks, Devils, Oilers, Blues. Um, boy, I'm kind of liking the value on the Ducks on yep. this one. Uh, they're two, lo- they're two losing teams, but the Devils aren't doing so hot. Um, you know, especially after losing Taylor Hall, this team's going to be struggling to score goals. Um, I, I like the Ducks on this. I'd like to, I'll probably see the line, uh, probably like to see the line on this, but the Ducks, I would really like them. Um, Hawks Avalanche, too much is up in the air. Uh, I'd probably take the Avalanche, but the line is probably way too good for them. Um, and then Blues Oilers, uh, again, I would kind of lean toward the Blues, but I think they're probably heavy yeah, favorites. Yeah, their line's going to be so, pretty nasty. Probably. Uh, looking the next day, lots of games going on this day. Uh, teams that just kind of stand out to me at the moment. Um, we've got uh, Golden Knights Canucks. Um, these two teams are going to go head to head. I think the Knights might be favorites, but if Vancouver's at home, this might the, the line might be solid for them. Um, for an under bet, I'm looking at Islanders yeah. Bruins. Uh, if they if they don't set that if that if that even if that line's at five and a half, I I, I might think that that game's going Ooh. under. The Islanders just got like the Islanders just had that. Uh, to, so tonight they've had the most goals scored on them any game this season. They lost to the Predators tonight, eight to three. So I think they're going to have a bounce back game and try to really tighten up that defense again. Plus, the Bruins are not. Uh, if you could call what they're in a slump, they are in a slump. It, it, I mean, a, a, a slump for the Bruins is not much, but um, I think they're at a low point at the moment. Um, so it, that could be a low scoring game. Mm. 
And then uh, last last but not least, I do also like the oh two of them actually. Um, I like Flames Canadians. I'd take the Flames on that one. That'll be probably an even bet. And then uh, Stars Lightning. I actually might take the underdog in this and take the Stars. Mm. I would. I'd like to see the value on it. If it's too close, then I probably wouldn't. But if if the line is really good for the Stars, I could see an upset here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Thursday a little bit. Um, uh, I I really don't go. What do you What do you call? So what? Uh, it's six and a half, five and a half, six. What do you call that? Is that the puck? That's not the puck line. That's the under over line. Okay. Um, I don't like the under over in the Islanders Bruins. It could be a fucking crapshoot. Uh, let me tell you why. The Bruins got beat tonight. And the Islanders got fucking lit up tonight. So I, I, I am with you. I think if anything's going to happen, I think it's going to be the under. Uh, but we really don't know what these two teams are going to do. They're going to fucking absolutely smoke each other. And they're going to put up, you know, fucking 4-3, those kind of games. Um so I actually I actually don't like that as much as you might, um, but I, but okay. I'm with you. I think I think if you're going to take an underdog, I think the stars against the lightning. I think the lightning uh, aren't as strong as we thought they were going to be, and so uh, stars have been playing very well. I think if there's any team that are you know looking at their records, especially, um, I think the stars have a very good chance of beating that team. Um, Oh, you want a you want a solid bet? I jumped ahead to Saturday. We've got Ducks versus Islanders. I'm taking the under on that. That's a solid pick because the Ducks don't know how don't don't even know what a goal is anymore. Gibson Gibson's solid. The the Ducks don't have offense, and while the Islanders can scrum it up, they're a defense first team with a good goaltending, and that game's at 10 a.m. Yeah. So I'm liking that. But I like that. That's a so. It's funny. I would never think thought to say it, but I think my two like more solid bets this week are with the Ducks. I, I like the Ducks on Wednesday against the Devils, and I like the Ducks, the Ducks Islanders uh, under on Saturday. Oh, Jesus, you're gonna owe me a lot of beers at the wedding, dude. Fuck, man. We're gonna. <laughs> I mean, that or we're just gonna make a lot of money. Oh, fucking day, boys. Uh. Well, um. Yeah, well, and if you're if you're planning on making some money through gambling, make sure to do it with betcommish.ag. Yeah, that's fair. Guy's gonna guy's gonna pay out on time. In fact, if I if we do well these next couple of days, I'll ask I'll ask for a payout on uh, Sunday. Well, maybe. if if uh, you're you're really trying to get in with some you know buddies who are just talking fucking betting and having some fun betting on some games, uh, you know, message us. Message us on Facebook. Um, you know, I'm sure our sponsor, Brett Kamish, isn't very happy about it. But, you know, as long as we stick to around five or six, wouldn't you say, Chance? Uh, sure, yeah. absolutely. I, yeah, oh, he's got... But, yeah, but if we all lose, then I'm sure he's... Oh, well, that's static. the thing. I mean, you know, we all lose. He's like, oh, yeah, keep doing it. And then we all win. He's like, okay, let's cut out a couple of these bitches. 
fucking it's it's that's a joke he think he's we're we're talking like oh yeah 50 bucks like and he's just like that's fucking chump change like i like i just like some <laughs> idiot over in north dakota just threw his life savings on the fucking titans okay. and lost yeah. it all and then he's just like yeah 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 your 50 dollar bet like dang you really yeah, got I'm sure me someone in north dakota is throwing down a fucking 50 dollar bet guys it Oh, I'm sure he's going to make... I'm sure, like, the entire city of Buffalo is going to, like, pay his mortgage for the next 50 years. Oh, shit. Ugh. Because there's... Because the entire city is, like, laying their their child's college funds on them winning the Super Bowl, so... Uh, yeah, who... Hey. Yeah, he's... Who you, he, who you got winning the Super Bowl? What's the pick? Oh, fuck. I don't know anything Just about it. Just throw it, it down, I mean, dude. The, the Just throw down pro- the pick. Safe, safe bets the Patriots. Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, that's probably a pretty safe pick. I'm such a homer, dude. I'm throwing fucking a hundred bucks on the Seahawks. I'll do it. I mean, it, that's not going to happen. Okay. But... Probably not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but if they win, I can stroke my fucking rod in public. So. There you go. Yeah, I think that's the that's the rule. Yeah, I, I mean think. that's you know that's uh, uh, three hundred years of stroking. <laughs> three hundred yeah. years of stroking. All right. Okay. So on that note, we're gonna sign off. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we're coming at you uh, every week now here on what, Shooting for Tuesday recording coming out on Wednesdays. Uh, like it, follow us on Twitter, please. We really appreciate that. Um, we're doing really good at keeping we up are. with that, replying to we you are. guys. Um, we love the interaction. Love the interaction. So let's let's keep that going. And uh, yeah, tune in, subscribe, and uh, we'll 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 see you next week. Wait, I got something else. Oh, go uh, ahead. Two hundred feet of interaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's so That's much enough. interaction. It's enough of that. <laughs> okay. All right. We're out of here. All right, bye.